0: No worries, thank you. Hey, Matt, how's things? Hey, Jeff, how are you, man? Doing well. How's your day going? Can't complain and won't complain. Love it. (laughs) Two seconds, just go. There we go. That's me. Well, it's been a while. Matt, last time I spoke to you was for Hard Kill. How have you been since then? Yeah, I remember that,
1: man. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, obviously, uh, the whole pandemic has kind of changed the film industry a bit since then but uh it's been cool it's been great to get back on set obviously I got to shoot this movie uh post-pandemic and it's been interesting to see how the whole production process has adjusted and changed based on that so
0: so how did you keep busy during the pandemic were you just writing and
1: writing reading a lot of scripts um there was a couple of opportunities to shoot a couple movies but I didn't really want to shoot anything during the pandemic like right in, like in the, in the midst of it i was like i don't know about this whole idea of like being in pods and this and that it just didn't sound like a fun filmmaking process to me so i kind of passed on some stuff but you know as it's winded down and you
0: know different opportunities have shown up i've definitely
1: been excited to get back get back on set You
0: know. so then after the pandemic after hard kill your first film back actually highlights something that I don't think many people have st- have done. This is your fourth movie in a row, technically, with the legend Bruce Willis. What drew you back to this project?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of crazy. It's surreal for me to imagine. If you told me ten years ago in film school, "Hey, man, you're going to direct four movies with Bruce Willis, and not only that, but you'll direct his last time on set before he retires," I'd be like, "What? You're crazy! You know, that's that's not that's not possible." But no, it's been it's been an insane few years and. Obviously, working with Bruce was uh, a total pleasure. And and this script, really, what, what got me excited about it was the concept, the hook, trying to show a little bit more about this, this whole homeland security, the wire room, the surveillance world that I didn't really have a, a huge understanding on before I read the script. I mean, I'd seen other films that were set in wire rooms, like a couple scenes, but having an entire movie just sent in the wire room, that was really interesting to me because of the challenge of, a, how do you make this visually interesting? And then B, how do you keep that chemistry and momentum and pacing going for 90 minutes with uh, with those sort of constraints that you're given?
0: Did you have any advisors on set to sort of guide you through the process to give it like more of an authentic um, fail? No, and the reason why was because the writer
1: himself actually he used to work for Homeland Security. So he has a very strong... Backstory back, like backstory knowledge on that whole world. And anytime I tried to change something that wasn't like authentic or whatever, he'd be like, Oh, that's not real. That doesn't really happen why in wire rooms or this and And I was like, Oh, shoot. Okay. I guess okay. <laughs> I like, this is as real as possible. But yeah, no, that was the cool part was you know, you had that sort of
0: background. So it helped a lot. So take it, he worked really close with Kevin Dillon.
1: Um, I, I, somewhat, you know, I think it was one of those things, Kevin only got cast like a couple weeks before we started shooting. We had that kind of crazy hectic prep process. So he didn't get a lot of time to chat with him, but definitely, I mean, it was all on the page. That's the beauty of a really well-written cool script is if it's all on the page that gives the director, the actors, the cinematographer, everybody enough to sort of like as a blueprint to work with. And I think the blueprint was strong. So it was, it was already there.
0: And the shooting schedule for the movie was seven days, I believe. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that was that was not easy. Not going to lie. That was the, the toughest thing I've ever had to do. Um, yeah. So that wasn't very exciting. But, you know, we I feel like since it was literally one room, I mean, I read the, uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, uh, The Guilty, that was on Netflix. I think that was shot in like 10 days or 12 days or something like that. So I was like, all right, if they can pull that off, I think we can we'll do our best here, you know what I mean? But it was definitely a challenge. I mean, yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, we were shooting some days 20 pages a day just to just to survive.
0: And then with the different character arcs going on, did you sort of like just shoot everyone's bits just in bulk just to get them out the way, like all Kevin's bits, Bruce's bits, Texas battles bits or because it seems like seven days, would be, it would stress me out. I wouldn't oh, know yeah. a way to work it.
1: <laughs> well, I've been on enough movie sets now where I don't really get stressed out. I mean, I'm a very stoic sort of director. So that's sort of how I run the set. And that's how I direct. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was the, the challenging part was I wanted to have, when Kevin was in the wire room, I wanted all the monitors to have actual footage for him to be watching and interacting with. Uh, Unfortunately, because of the schedule, we couldn't shoot that footage until after we had shot the wire room. So what I had to do was basically have Kevin in that room, and I would be yelling at him off camera, "What are you supposed to be looking at?" So I'd be like, "Hey, right now, you know, Eddie's doing this, or Eddie's jumping here, and this is happening. This is," and and it was a little, it was a little chaotic having to do that. But Kevin was a trooper, and he just he went with it. He's like, "Yeah, just tell me what I'm supposed to be looking at, man. I'll I'll make it work." And he's such a skilled actor that uh, he was able to you know, almost like, it's like an actor working a green screen, right? I mean, you just have to use your imagination and imagine what's there. So he was able to deliver that. And and yeah, it was definitely a challenge. And then from there, we, another thing that I did was I had Oliver come on set and read some of the, the, the dialogue with Kevin so that they would have sort of a cadence, a pacing and understand each other's chemistry a bit. So I thought that really helped them um developed that sort of on-screen presence for each other and and that that super paid off really well
0: so with the way as well like your filmography sort of falls people could buy your movies in bulk and how would you how did you want hotwire to feel different to the previous three
1: yeah i mean i feel like
0: it's interesting because everybody asks me like oh you worked with bruce
1: like four times now like what is that like and whatnot and it's interesting because I feel like every one of the films are pretty different in the sense of conceptually. I mean, the first one was a cat and mouse chase thriller, Die Hard in a, in a hospital with a female lead. And then the second one was this kind of brooding home invasion thriller. And the last one, Hard Kill, was more of a action heist, uh, 90s inspired sort of action movie. And then this one is more of a contained um, uh, surveillance, Tense, suspense, thriller—all in a, like, you know, all in one location. So, they all have their own certain vibe to them. I feel, and if you just—and and going into this one, I felt like I wanted it to to feel a little more unique and different in a, in, a, in its own way as well. So, I tried to I tried to give it that that style and that tone to make it sort of stand out. And I think the huge part of it is casting Kevin. Um, I've never worked with an actor who has so much comedic background before. So, he was able to add a lot of ad lib comedy and just, and, and add a lot of lighter moments, you know, when scenes are really tense, he's able to add like a joke at the end of the scene. And um, there was a lot, there was a couple running gags through the movie that he, he, it was all him. He just came up with it on the day. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That was, let's use that, you know? So that was, that was fun.
0: And what was it like directing Kevin? Cause if I'm correct, he's fairly new to the action genre.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he's new to the action genre, but he's, uh, he's been working since like the platoon, right? I mean, oh, yeah, he's, he's been, been around forever. So he's got a very illustrious, le- he's, he's he's almost got a legendary career himself now. I mean, I'd say he does. So he's worked with, you know, it was, it was interesting chatting with him and, you know, I'd ask him how it was to work with Oliver Stone. He's like, Oh, Oliver Stone's a nut job, man. But I love him. <laughs> like, that's, that's cool. So, you know, we, we shoot the shit and chat and, and, um, and he's one of those actors he likes to dig into the role and try to understand it and create a backstory for it. And We had a very collaborative process going back and forth trying to trying to discover who this character of Justin was and the backstory. And I wanted to flesh out the backstory a bit more on screen. And, you know, there's moments where you kind of get into his past a bit and you know, okay, he's a fuck up. He's done these different jobs in the past and, you know, he's fucked up. And now he's he's like this, Forty-year-old guy who's in a war in a, in a wire room. You know what I mean. What has he done? To, he's a rookie again. Like, what's going on? Like, why is he always trapped in these sort of situations? And Kevin and I we'd come up with like, okay, this is the type of guy. He always breaks the rules. He's always doing these things and putting himself in these situations. So it was it was fun to kind of collaborate with him, collaborate with him and, and create that backstory and, and, and put it all out there.
0: So a question that I asked Jay? two years ago was out of your Bruce trilogy. What was the favorite, your favorite? And you had said it was survive the night. Right. Does this still stand? Yeah. I think that still stands
1: for me. It's just, it was a very personal film for me. So that's why that has a very specific, um, I'll always love that. And it's, I was randomly watching a scene from that the other day and I was like, man, this is is good, man. (laughs) Like the Bruce, like he cries in a scene, man. Like, find me another movie where bruce cries in a scene you know so in the last few years especially so that one always has a place for me but um, this one was different in, in its own unique way i mean every movie you learn something different and new and as a filmmaker as a director you expand your repertoire of skills and and it's it's always an experience really
0: so do you plan to stick around in the action genre for a bit longer you know, if they keep if they keep letting me direct, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, I
1: like, I like blowing shit up. So, you know, if people, if people want to pay me to blow shit up, why not? You know, and, and so, but, um, you know, I, I love action. I love thrillers. I love creating tension, suspense. And, you know, it's something that I've always been drawn to. It's, it's just, I don't know if it's just like on my masculine side or whatever. I just like, love, I love action movies. So it's just definitely something I'll, I'll always be involved in. But I'd love to delve into some other things too, you know, sci-fi, and then working on this film, uh, the comedy stuff really kind of was like, oh, man, maybe I should just do like a, I'd love to find like a, a, a complete action comedy, like rush hour or something. That'd be fun to do something like that, where it's just balls out comedy or something like, um, I, was, I read this script recently that was almost had this like Shane Black sort of comedy feel to it, tone to it. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. would be cool to do something like this. Where it's completely different. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm always open to opportunities and sometimes... You you know, as a director, as a filmmaker, you're trying to get a film made, and sometimes the films just find you. So, you gotta stay with it.
0: I think you'd find a good match there, and maybe Mel Gibson or Frank Grillo.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to work with those guys. Definitely. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens.
0: So this film sort of like, it's kind of you know an open book. Would there be a hot wire too? No problem, buddy.
1: Sorry, what was that question?
0: Will there be a hot wire too?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, you know, a wire room too. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: hot yeah. Wire yeah don't
1: to make it work. Okay, yeah, it's it, I always try to leave it open because I think we did that with with heartfield Kill too, right? We left it a little open at the end. Yeah, and um, you know, you never know. I mean, as a as a storyteller, you always want to keep the audience wanting more. So it all depends, right? I mean, you leave that story a little open ended, and if you know if the studio comes back to you and if the right story comes along. I know Kevin really wants to revisit the character again, and so does Oliver, obviously, because there's that, there's like you leave them with that sort of open-ended thing at the end. So, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to go back again if the if the, if the writer comes back with a, a cool concept and the script and everything. I, I mean, it's something to consider for sure.
0: And my final question for you, Matt, is what's next for you after Wyrm? Yeah, I mean, like I said, right now, just kind of seeing where, where what projects
1: get greenlit, what we can jump onto. I mean, I'm open to opportunities, and you know, I'd love to try something different if, if something comes along, like a comedy or a sci fi movie just falls out. But you know, I've always, I'll always have a place in my heart for action and thrillers. And you know, and if the right script finds me, I'm definitely open to, to directing something in that genre. Well, Matt, it's
0: been awesome chatting with you again. Uh- Love yeah, it's been a pleasure man
1: thank you so much for uh catching up again and uh hopefully we'll do it again man next movie
0: yeah keep making them and i'll keep yep. hearing them and i'll keep talking to you
1: love it brother all right man have a good one it's good talking you again you too. bye